0: Welcome to the Inside OSU podcast, I'm Burns Hargis. The backbone of modern education is the phrase STEM, which stands for science, technology, engineering and mathematics. The goal is to make sure today's generation of students is ready for the next generation of employment opportunities. Teaching innovation requires an innovative teaching environment. In the fall of 2018, Oklahoma State University officially opened Endeavor, a three-story, 72,000-square-foot, one-of-a-kind building. It houses 20 laboratories geared toward our science and engineering students, but these labs also provide an opportunity for collaboration among students across all colleges and disciplines on the OSU campus. I sat down with Paul Tukowski, the Dean of the Oklahoma State University College of Engineering, Architecture, and Technology. We discussed how the building is transforming education on the Oklahoma State campus. Let's learn about Endeavor on this week's Inside OSU podcast. Uh, Paul, welcome to Inside OSU. It's my pleasure. Pleasure. Welcome to Endeavor. I said in the open that uh, that this building is one of a
1: kind. Uh, what makes this building so unique? This building is, we, we went all across the country and looked at engineering laboratories and engineering facilities across the, from California to Carnegie Mellon, and we took all their great ideas and added some more and then we built this, and the uniqueness about this is that it's only for undergraduates. This entire building has no dean's office or faculty offices or even graduate research space. It's all about undergraduate research, undergraduate learning, entrepreneurship, innovation. Every single bit of the 72,000 square feet is about uh, the undergraduates pushing forward on the things they want to learn. And you're not envisioning it as just engineering uh, undergraduates? No, in fact the interdisciplinary projects and the entrepreneurship we're doing here, we're working with the Riata Center and, and any student on campus who wants to join in with the engineering and architecture students and invent their own future. It, they can do it here. And so take us through the design,
0: which is also unique, as I understand it.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we started in... Uh, when, when I came here some years ago, the uh, evaluation of the laboratories was pretty old, uh, to say the least. It was also undersubscribed. We have way more students than we had in the 1960s when we built our current labs. And so we'd move just like the rest of the country toward more of a... Demonstration type laboratory world and uh, employers and industry. I've always known Oklahoma State as one of the hands-on, hard-working engineering kind of programs, and so we wanted to really bring that back in uh, at the giant size, and then also so that we're ready for the future as well. But you so, move, you really move from the uh, theory to the, to that, the applied. Pretty quickly. That's right. So we've really moved toward an interdisciplinary, hands-on education that this tool, this building, provides us with that. And so FSB, which is an architect that was selected for it, and uh, Flintco Construction worked with specialty uh, architects as well who work on special labs like this to design a facility that you can see in every single room. There's glass everywhere. You have utilities that are strong in such a way that you can change out the lab and make it something completely different from semester to semester. Uh, We have the opportunity to do uh, just about any kind of advanced manufacturing of of computer components or uh, circuitry or 3D printing in metal or carbon fiber, all of that's right here and it's for undergraduates to do as they choose. And equipment wise, uh, lab lab equipment wise,
0: it's really cutting edge as well. I know the, the National Instruments uh, uh,
1: lab and the and the, facility, the things that they have, talk, talk about that. Yeah, that so one of the things, we, uh, we partnered with National Instruments and Shimatsu and Shimatsu is one of the leading uh, manufacturers of kind of Cadillac test machines in the world, and uh, and, uh, National Instruments is the platform by which many industries uh, provide data acquisition, data management, and uh, the electronics by which we choose to do the Internet of Things, as it would be so they actually talked to each other as well before they provided their respective gifts but there's more than you know 2 million dollars worth of that kind of equipment in the building and then another uh, uh, about $5 million worth of state-of-the-art equipment. All of it connects to National Instruments Lab View and, uh, and this structure by which students can have their roommates watching their experiment on a camera in their dorm. So the this elvis 3 yeah and we're not talking about the singer here no nope. uh
0: we really are the pilot testing ground for national instruments
1: absolutely we, you know we had to First, nat- explain what elvis is sure elvis is if you think about a, an electronics laboratory or an electrical engineering lab it usually has 20 or 30 instruments at each station And this Elvis 3 is a board, a breadboard, but it can also be transferred into other types of devices. And all of those instruments are compacted into something the size of of a notebook computer. And you can... You can choose what you want to look at, and you can look at thousands of things while the circuitry is being built. It can measure anything? It can measure anything. It provides power to it. It provides uh, uh, the the type of power you want. So if you want sinusoidal power, you want just want DC power, or whatever you want, it can do it for you. You can even build a little crane on top of the board and make mechanical devices uh, on top of it. So, and then you're proving... That- you're
0: testing and proving this up for uh, NI, and then uh, I take it they'll go into full manufacture. Uh, yeah. So the first the,
1: the first 60 that exist in the world are here uh, in Endeavor. They'll be here for the uh, they the the next year. They're getting feedback from the students on what we. In fact, they were here yesterday, and we got feedback from them. They're getting feedback from the students, and then NI will be adding additional components as our students come up with crazy ways to use. This device, and in fact, we're—they already came up with some new ways in which we're going to add new boards to it as well. So you're going to be be able to do a lot more with it. Then they'll go to a more commercial level to the rest of the country. What uh,
0: what professions does uh, does endeavor prepare students for?
1: It really it. we start with engineering, of course, so you have chemical, mechanical, aerospace, electrical, computer engineering, civil engineers, but also our engineering technology students in mechanical and, and electric, electronics engineering technologies, fire protection, uh, all of these majors are here, but also students from around campus. I think it helps the, the um, business students who come in here and get involved with, the, uh, with our entrepreneurial Anybody on campus, whether you're from human sciences or, the, or education, if you have a great idea, you can make this building part of your education. What is the must-see area of this building? I think each floor kind of has a must-see, and I, and I hope you have a chance to hit them today. The Flow Lab, which we have these giant-size flumes in them and wind tunnel, and then you go down to the, the 3D manufacturing facilities that are in here that are just phenomenal, and you go up to the third floor, and you have you can build your own circuit board and manufacture it. Uh, you can go on the second floor floor. You can te- bring in anything in the world, any material in the world, and we can test it and tell you what it is, where it came from probably, using x-ray fluorescence, or, or put it in a shimatsu machine and be able to tell you its engineering properties. This building, uh, This building was about 30 or 35 million dollars. Yeah, right, about 35 million dollars, and half of it comes from donors. So it's industry uh, members like Valero and Chesapeake and Devon, and uh, well, there's a lot of individuals. In individuals. individuals. Mark here. Brewer did a great job in and provide that, but there's hundreds of donors that have made this possible.
0: As Paul mentioned, Endeavor provides a one-of-a-kind educational opportunity for our undergraduate students. Inside OSU correspondent Emily Bjorklund had a chance to visit with students and professors at Endeavor.
2: That's right. I talked with Dr. Arvind Santhana an assistant professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering, and Hannah Lancaster, an engineering senior who's also a student worker at Endeavor. They gave me an inside look into how the new building operates day to day and how future generations will benefit. <music>
3: So this was envisioned to be this sort of crossover between um, instruction and hands-on sort of implementation. And so most of our undergraduates in SEED are really uh, enthusiastic about hands-on experiences where they can have immersive you know, application of what they see in a lecture. Um, and and it also helps, you know, to retain the knowledge better. Uh, Speaking myself as a student, I didn't like fluid mechanics because the instructor was very boring and dry and sort of very much formulaic and there was no perception of reality in terms of what this all means other than sort of examples here and there. And having this type of exclusive, um, you know, play, touch, feel type of experiences are much more meaningful. And that's kind of what the bridge we're trying to cross over.
2: As a student who has now, who was here when the Endeavor building was not and now being able to use it as a student, what has that change been like?
4: Oh my goodness. It's been incredible. Like, before Endeavor was here, we were learning about all of these subjects and I knew that I loved the engineering side of it, but I never saw practicality. And just being able to learn how to like, run my own experiments, um, do 3D printing, uh, I've been learning the subtractive lab, it hasn't opened yet, but I've been like starting training on that. It's just being able to do that makes me want to do it more, like that availability of it. And I've seen a lot of effect on the student body in general. Just students are eager, and it makes them more comfortable with trying to find projects to do on their own also. Because a lot of students, they want to build things. They just don't know where to start. This gives them a starting point. And so I've seen a lot of students just get way more involved now. Dr. S., as a Mm -hmm. professor
2: and a researcher here, what kind of impact have you seen so far on the campus with having this building here?
3: I think there's just generally, you know, a sense of... We can do it. More conversation centered around what specifics we need to go through to do about it. Before, there was always a question of, you know, how much of this is going to reside in the conceptual realm, you know, which is sort of paper-level calculations, which is never testing sort of the real challenges of, can you build what you sketch on paper? And so I think, um, and, and this is something I think it will become more um, really ingrained in, in the freshmen coming in, you know, years from now on, is they just wanna do it. You know, they'd want to actually see their ideas tested and failed or succeed for that matter. And that that is a very you know positive development because it's very you know uh, resources make a big 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 difference because it takes this extra step of you know understanding risks and when when you have the resources to test a small model and understand whether the 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 calculations you put in the thought put in is it going to work or not. And, and see it succeed or fail, it gives a huge um, you know, attachment to that process of learning. Really appreciate the, the theoretical content in a, in a way.
2: So long-term for students coming in, how do you see that impacting uh, not only the SEAT program but OSU as a whole, being able to now have students come in and get that hands-on experience very early on in their career here at OSU?
3: So I think design, in, in a, you know, is sort of a, a, a word that touches a lot of disciplines. I don't think it's, uh, I think engineers would like to own it. And, you know. And, but I don't think it belongs only in engineering. You know, for example, uh, folks in you know restaurant industry, they, they want to think about interior design, right? Uh, sports, athletics, you think about uh, stadium, you know, seating. You know, there's a whole lot of things that that involve design, and having the capability, like Hannah said to make small scale models and being able to visualize that is is a huge, um, I think, realization whether this idea is, is it going to look good beyond just, you know, it looks good in the artist's rendition, but is it actually going to look good? How is this going to look to say uh, uh, somebody that's uh, going to give money for building this facility, right? So we can actually provide a much more um, visual sense of that. So that's one aspect of it. And if you think about product development, um, we've uh, it would be nice to interface with, uh, for example, the entrepreneurship program, which is a big forerunner in the country. And, and so they have the sort of experience and, and the jargon, and the, the wherewithal to understand what it takes from the idea stage to sort of develop a business plan to market it but they may not see the products uh, in and out and this allows them to sort of cross-communicate and so it leads to a more cohesive uh, very cross-disciplinary workforce.
2: Hannah, you mentioned as a student, it's a lot better now that you guys kind of got to see things hands-on and you get to be able to take a different grasp at learning. So from a student's perspective, what do you see kind of the long-term growth or impact that Endeavor's been able to bring?
4: So one of the major things that whenever I was first a student, I wanted to get involved in research and The tactic that I took was I literally went on the OSU website, MAE website, and I emailed every professor in the MAE department asking for research, and I found one. But other students, they would go through different routes and just never find things. It was really difficult. You know, you had to search for it to get involved, and even whenever you got involved, it was kind of just say, what do I do now? and you never had a path or anything, I think now that the paths are being laid out. So um, one instance is I have been talking with Brad Roland about making a program where students can apply for some extra funding, so like to buy an Arduino or something. That way they have a means to get the supplies easier because whenever they first get here they don't really know where to look for supplies, they don't know how to go about doing it. So we're setting these paths that I think as students come in they're gonna realize, wow, I actually can do anything, and I'm hoping that they'll start grouping up just for fun and making these really cool projects. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any Cheddar videos, but um, they're just really cool small inventions that people have made, and we kind of want students to feel empowered to do something like that, and I'm hoping that they will be pushed in that direction, especially as more professors become involved and refer the students here. I think it could be really awesome just to see the products that come out. To finish us off then,
2: what do you think is going to be the future of Endeavor here? at OSU because with students now being able to design, to be able to get their foot in the door a lot easier, to be able to have these resources early on, how much growth do you see happening now from both a faculty research and a student perspective?
3: So my vision is that students that are interested in research but they may not know it yet because they have not really exercised creative muscles that they knew existed. this facility will give them a, a push in the right direction so that can produce new innovations out of Oklahoma State. So that's one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it is that in terms of industry readiness, meaning that a graduate from let's say SEAT, how are they really ready to go into the workforce? Can they work in a team? Can they? Talk to people of different backgrounds and disciplines. Can they actually function and and be very uh, beneficial for their you know environment that they're in? I think this puts us puts them in the right direction. So I think that their readiness is going to go up a lot more. The more classes. That resided only in the, you know, the, the chalkboard realm, sort of merge into integrating chalkboard with, you know, lab labs and projects that type of product. Eventually, I think it would be nice to think of Oklahoma State as sort of driving uh, a, a startup culture, and that would be my dream. Where, like Hannah said, students team up, they come up with some crazy gizmo idea contact other students, their peers, faculty in other departments, just kind of, you know, make for a much more integrative culture where research is not sort of this alien word that students are afraid, but really it becomes just part of the everyday conversation.
4: One thing that I'm hoping for is if we're able to encourage students to start doing small-scale projects on their own, they become more familiar. And we actually have this really cool program um, called Interdisciplinary Projects for seniors who do their capstone. And I'm actually in one of them this semester on a wind turbine sculpture. And being able to work with other disciplines has really been incredible, because I did not know how electrical engineers worked. I am um, McGarrow. and so it's really great to be able to work with those people however at first it was kind of rocky if we can get students working in groups with each other and start that integration sooner then I think the projects will end up becoming bigger and bigger and like they get more funding, OSU is going to start producing some amazing things something we already do but it's going to be even cooler and I'm really excited to see that as we are going and we're developing these projects are going up in scale and just in their applicability and in the intricacy of the, I didn't say that word right, (laughs) The intricacy of the projects. And we're going to be able to expand. And more and more people hear about OSU and want to be like, they're going to be like, oh, I want to go to that college.
2: Thanks to Endeavor, the possibilities for future generations of OSU engineering students are endless.
0: Thanks, Emily. And if you want to see Endeavor, go to ostate.tv and search Endeavor. Our Inside OSU video explores the various labs in the building. Endeavor really is a game changer. And that's this week's Inside OSU podcast. We'll be back next week. I'm Burns Hargis. Thanks for listening.